A game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. Toonstyle is immensely strong and immune to nearly any weapon. When it's properly used, it's almost invincible. Raw, I'ma give it to ya with no trivia. Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip hop will rock and shock the nation like the Emancipation Proclamation. We MCs approach with slang is dead. Them eyes are running to the wall and bang your head. I push a force, my force you're doubting. I'm making devils cower to the caucus mountain. Well, I'm a sire. I set the microphone on fire. Rap styles vary and carry like Mariah. I come from the Shaolin slum and the ally I'm from is coming through with enough niggas, enough guns. So if you wanna come sweating, stressing contesting. You got your soft swords at the midsection. Don't talk the talk if you can't walk the walk. Phony niggas are outlined and chalk. I'm mad vex. It's what the projects make me. Rebel to the grain. There's no way to. All right. We are sitting here at the old oak table in the Taylor Park. And we are going to get her going with episode 78 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. Thanks for joining us. It's a Friday evening edition. With yeah. myself, Jameson, and Marcus. Hello. R.I.P. Rest in peace, ODB. ODB. Old dirty bastard. He's the live only and one. uncut. He's the only one that hasn't made it. Yeah. So, a little Friday night special for you here. Have you watched the show? Yeah. yeah okay. Through and through. Yeah. We are going to get started with a little time travel we're gonna go back in time how How far back are we going uh not too far back but marcus was not with us on the last show last three no no two two probably something like that yeah but uh marcus uh had the opportunity let me rephrase that some listeners had the opportunity to fish with Marcus. And this is where Marcus gets to tell what happens when Marcus takes listeners fishing. Dun, dun, dun. Well, to begin with, I'm just happy people want to fish with me. You know, number one. Uh, you know, I... I don't mean to interrupt, but it's a weird correlation when you got that new boat and a lot more people wanted to start fishing with you. Oh. Mm. Shiny things. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I would too. Uh, sweet. So what? Two weeks ago now? Yeah, roundabouts. Yeah, we're on my time frame. Sure. Um, space welder and his son. Join me for a day of fishing. Uh, How many flies did you charge him, in, not including tip? Oh, none. None. Uh, yeah, but we, many... we deal on the side. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have deals going on the side. That did way he, the like, man's not looking for us. Did he stash him in the boat somewhere? No, you, it's, a, it's you... a handoff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So is it like the, the old school, like, slapping come together like a drug deal or is it like it's the the slap pull in pat pat on the back oh the one two right okay um so we were fishing i call it middle river but it's the north river Mm -hmm. 
the North Indian. Uh, and it was mostly just to uh, get his son out. I know we have a lot of... How old is this kid? Uh, ten? Just older, just older than Emma. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. He's one of our biggest fans. He's, he remembers stuff about shows that I don't. But, uh. Props to his dad for letting him listen to this fucking train wreck. I was going to say, I'll have to censor myself a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Sorry for the F-bomb, I think it, I th- Right. No, I think the, I think the shows are, are pre-listened to. Uh-huh. You know, pre-censored. Insured. Um. Earmuffs. So we start out. He's on the bow. He puts on a fly. He tied. We were going down one of uh So wait, he he casts a fly rod at 10 years old? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not looking at great distances, but... Enough to get the job done, done, right? Get the job done. That's better than I was doing. Um... Oh, well, I wasn't even fly fishing then. That's what I meant. Right, back on track. Sorry. Um, so you're a triple <laughs> secret squirrel spot X11B Alpha? No, this one's Bravo. Okay. This one's Bravo. Uh, alpha was kind of winded out. I was trying to play it. Winds were supposed to calm down later, later in the afternoon, and that's where... That's where I make my money. Yeah. So you do the dolphin tour in the morning and then the real fishing in the evening. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, stingray. Stingray tour. Oh, nice. This is an eagle ray. This is a southern ray. This do you is, feed you know. Em? No. This no. is your basic pack of uh, <laughs> cow nose rays. They're friendly. This is a cone snail. Watch out. They'll suck your nipples, son. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, stick your finger down there. Yeah, you, know, you you do throw in the. Well, did you know they taste just like scallops? <laughs> if you use a cookie cutter and you punch out their little wings and throw them back, they regrow. And no, that's it. Um, <laughs> so we started seeing fish. I wanted the reaction. Um, and I didn't really know how to conduct myself I guess I would say give instructions to a child I think in that in that scenario you treat him like you would any other angler yeah so so we did you know okay so 12 o'clock mm-hmm. is the pointy end of the boat okay so now that that is a concern because like he's probably used to looking at his phone to see what time it is. Like, does he know what oh, she, how the clock works? That. Maybe that was the problem. Analog yep. clock. Yeah. Analog. Mm. No, he caught on really quick. I said, you know, we're going to be between ten and two uh-huh. most of the time. Okay. Uh, if it was beti- behind ten and two, fucking forget about it. Right. It's already spooked. Oh, well, all these are are moving. Uh huh. So, you know, they're always coming at you, not coming up from behind you. Um, so he got to throw at a couple redfish. Great cast. 
fish, you know, didn't want. Just the standard north end of the Indian River Lagoon redfish that are snooty. Just, you know, gorges itself on shrimp every day that are there. Uh, So we get going around the bend. All right. We're going to. We're going to pick up, and we're going to head to another spot. Head to another spot. Same thing. He's He was a trooper. He stayed up there. Uh, I think you may have heard your rule once or twice. If you sit down, I'm sitting down. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it. Um, golly, we had to remind him to drink water because hmm. he was just... He wanted a fish. That was it. Right. That was the only thing. Just fish. Trooper. Fish. Yeah. I don't want to worry about food, drink, nothing. So, again, we see fish, fish, and he's casting on them, making great casts. Some some are bad. Some are, you know, the mistakes we mm-hmm. make. Yeah. You know, line right across the back of the fish and gone. Um, so that's how we spend the day, just... Golly, are you? You weren't really grinding it out because you were seeing a lot of fish, so there was we like were, a, lot there were a lot of opportunity. Fish, a lot of opportunity. Now, how and was he dealing with, you know, seeing that many fish and not closing the deal? Did was his expectation of how this was going to go um, the right expectation? Because I mean, with a ten-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, do they know that? Hey, we, it's very realistic. We could go out here and see a dozen, you know, um, two dozen fish um, have six legit shots and come home without one. I'm pretty sure. And as a fly sure. fisherman, you got to learn how to tell a story that's 15 minutes long about that yeah. fish that almost ate. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I told him at some point, you know, we're going to see a lot of fish. Uh-huh. Like, don't get pissed off because one. Yeah, don't don't beat yourself up. Um, so you gave him that, and it was a lot of instruction from you know his dad or or from me. A great learning opportunity. I believe it was his first time on the bow of a skiff. Period. Fly fishing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Just fish after fish. Just you know that. Well, he had to reassurance, like, he hey, had to, you know, you did this, it wasn't wrong, but you could have done this just a little bit better. And and if you think about it, it had to be probably really cool and overwhelming, really, for him mm-hmm. if this is his first time standing on the bow of a skiff mm-hmm. and, like, having that perspective to see the fish in the water and then know, okay, now I've got to make a cast and make this intercept of this fly yep. with this fit. Like he's seeing fish from a totally different perspective oh, than yeah. he's probably ever seen him before. Yeah. And you know, that's between his, his dad and myself. That's, you know, what we were telling him, you know, don't, don't cast at the fish. When we right. tell you to cast, you know, cast 10 feet this way and wait for it to come too. So he was, I mean, he was doing everything right. If he did something wrong, it wasn't, you know, a screaming, you know. Nobody was yelling dad. at anybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my dad. I'm, I'm sure there was still a ton of pressure on him. 
being in front of his dad and in front of one of his dad's friends. Uh-huh. I could only imagine to catch and I, fish. I, if it were me, every fish that like I miss would be the most comfortable that I could. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you know, great job. There's another one 50 yards away. Yep. Um, so that's how we spent a good majority of the afternoon and it was getting late. And so I figured we would try one more spot. Um, it's the spot we've been to looking for big red fish mm-hmm. that your friend has talked about. Yep. Um, so we start pulling, going up that shoreline and, oh man, easily a hundred, not big, not big black drum, decent size, just all schooled up, no worries. And I was like, man, this is great. He starts casting at him. Nothing bites. He scoot up a little bit more. He casts to him again. Nothing bites. And I was like, it's a black drum, man. It's... They're special. All right. (laughs) They're special. Uh, They don't really see too well. They got these gross little things on their chin. Barbels. Yeah. Um... But that made my day at that point. It made polling all day 100% worth it, even if we hadn't have seen this, because he turned to his dad and he was shaking, like, you know, like, ah, speechless, what do I do? Uh, yeah, that, that feeling that we all have either gotten or get. So you didn't you didn't tell him to cast, let the fly sing to the bottom, and then strip it really tiny strips like he's jerking off a gerbil. It's got to move real slow. Jerk we that we tried that. Um, I was hoping he would snag one, right? Just to <laughs> <laughs> come tight to something, right? Yeah. Um, okay, let it sink, let it sink, rip it. Yeah, but no, like I said I did <laughs> sink it in there and hold on. Um, so this is called a treble fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I mean, I did do a bit of instructing, but, you know, I let him and his dad just have the day. And his dad was teaching him a lot of stuff. But, like I said, when, you know, he turned around and he was, you know, visibly shaken and, you know, the fish were still there. They hadn't spooked out. And he's like, needed a minute to kind of readjust, calm down. It just made made the day. Even though there were no fish caught. So, no. where did you guys launch? Port St. John. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, when you wrapped up at that spot, mm-hmm. did you guys head back to the ramp at that point? We did. Uh, I did make one more stop after that, and that was for for myself. I wanted to see if anything had moved back in since the water temps are coming up and... Things are getting ready to go full summer, and they're there uh-huh. again, like every year. So I was happy we. we did. <laughs> he started shaking again. We slowed down, and I had him start casting at it. You know, up under uh-huh. the mangroves, and it was just awesome. I mean, you know, I can't say we all have kids here, but you know. 
you have them and I have them and with your own you're kind of like all right you know there's there's some things I can get away with and oh I'm really happy for this and but when you make someone else's kid happy it's like yeah that's cool man makes you feel good that's cool Mm. uh and it was doing something we all love to do so he's already looking forward to the uh the next trip tying flies and he's full-on bitten oh yeah i i I told him you know in in the summer it's, it's it's gonna be tough uh well, it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot more fun because the winds will change to that east-west, so we'll uh-huh. have a lot more places to fish and and more things to do instead of the north-south winter time. So it was. I want to say I enjoyed it as much as he did, but mm-hmm. I know that's not true. Well, I was going to ask, you know, based on you know knowing where you were leaving to go back to 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 take out, did. Uh, did you let him operate the air conditioner on the way back to the ramp? Uh, throughout the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is that, I mean, you know, for a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> I, You know, I'm glad you brought that. Throttle in the I right hand. about it. Wheel in the left you hand. Know, That's got to be. It was. We were actually leaving our first spot when I, I let him do it. And it was around where they're constructing the new bridge so there's a bunch of barges uh-huh. but we were far enough away plenty safe he had a life jacket on we did everything or the kill switch um i turned to him and asked and said you know you want you want a captain and he's like uh sure sure yep. so, you know i i held the throttle uh-huh let him steer and we're just talking and but oh, i mean well, you see, a, you it's see, a tool. See that man ramp over there? Hit it. <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> you know, am I worried that, you know, he's going to run into something? No, we're in wide open water. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing, you know, that so, we're not in control of, you know, whether it was myself or his dad. But, yeah, multiple times throughout the day. You know, at, at 10, I would have to say I don't recall why it ever being like you know at, at three and four when when you knew you'd done a good job as dad mm-hmm. is when you get in the car and you know they're not in the the child seat anymore but they're still in like that booster you yeah, know yeah. and you look in the rearview mirror and they're like completely past yeah you know 10 <laughs> really didn't happen but i bet yeah. you that might have been one of those days where Pulling out of the oh, boat yeah. ramp, he was probably like yeah. just sacked out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I know I was. Um, but no, it was, it was a great day. The only you know thing I had him walk away with was just to practice casting more. You mm-hmm. know, in between chores, homework, whenever you have five, ten minutes, Get just out go there. out on the front yard, throw a couple casts. So well, I saw them doing a little yeah. casting mm-hmm. out in the front yard yeah. recently on a story. Yeah. Casting championship here he comes. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he'll pass us soon. Yeah, that won't take long. No, no. But yeah, I mean it. Just an amazing day. Even though there was no fish caught, there was you know, 
just good times with good people. Some of the best days are the you experience. Know, and and that's what it was for him. So, you know, next time he's a little less shaky. Uh-huh. You can still be shaky. Yeah. I get shaky. Mm-hmm. Now you know what you're, you're up against and things of that nature. So, yeah, that was, man, that was a good trip. And I think that was the last time I was actually out on the skiff just because of the wind. Yeah, the weather. Yeah. Um, from there, it was on to uh, one of our listeners, Mr. Dwan from the Jacksonville area. He had reached out to you. He was in town, wanted a couple restaurant uh, recommendations for Titusville, and that's that's hard. Send them to the bricks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I think he enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, one of the better establishments that's there. You know. Pretty varied menu. Pretty decent quality. Without going, you know, too far into personal hit, but for someone of his caliber... You know, right. You don't want to send them to the, the crystal. Well, and that was like, <laughs> yeah. So when, when I got the DM and it was like, hey, I'm in town, What what's a good restaurant? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the one place that I hate that people always refer people to in Titusville, because I just think it's just awful, is Dixie Crossroads. Oh, see, that was on my list. And it's just... <laughs> Fried, just every everything. It doesn't matter what you get; it all tastes the same. Is it maybe a different texture? But it, and nope. then they got those silly fucking corn um, with powdered sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I was like, "What? Where? Where can I send him? Where can I send him? Where can I send him?" And I was like, "You know what? I think Bricks has more of an extensive food menu, not just the beer." Yeah. And I looked it up, and I was like, "Yeah, I think this will work." And then you backed me up yeah. on it. Um, yeah. But you guys went out the following morning. Correct. Um, did a little uh, ditch exploration? It was. Uh, it was going to be a ditch slash possible wade, uh, depending on, on the weather and which way the wind was coming from. So the wade didn't happen. So we stuck to the ditch fishing. Saw plenty of fish. None of them wanted to play. And I attributed it to moon phase. The moon phase and a front was coming in. Mm-hmm. Yep. So even though they, were, you know, I explained to them, even though they were rolling and they, you know, they're happy fish, they're coming up, getting a little gulp of air and straight back to the bottom. Straight back to the yeah. bottom. Tail slappers. Yep. Uh, so we did the old ditch road tour all around. He was having a good time casting that fish. We were trying. I mean, we we tried for a good. I don't think it's like four hours he had available. Um, no fish. Hmm. Hey, maybe that's why nobody ever wants to. <laughs> why always, do people always go with me once? <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> um, but you know, it was just cool. Being with somebody new. Well, hold on. Let me mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. This is kind of important as a follow up to the why do people only go with you <laughs> once? Uh, <laughs> um, Man, that was great. Did uh, <laughs> did uh, 
you text him the same couple of pictures that you texted me after he left. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) There's that bus. Shut the fuck up, Larry. Damn it. (laughs) Well, you know, now that now that it's out there uh, after he left, you know, he had to head back home. I just had that that feeling in my gut, I guess you call it, to to stop on our way out. And, you know, first cast, nice little, nice little tarpon, <laughs> decent size. Second cast, I didn't know what it was. I saw it, you know, creeping behind the gurgler. And then I just saw the bucket mouth open. And it was pretty... I don't know. What do you call largemouth? He was chunky. He was fat. Yeah. He was a little football. Yeah. Stubby. Yeah. Um, totally unexpected. I'd never... Caught a bass in that spot? The closest thing I've seen to a freshwater fish in that area is a gar. Right. Like... Yeah. I mean, is it possible the bass could... I, well, yeah, they do live in there. But I never... Never thought about it. So I did catch fish that day. He did not. So you totally sandbagged him. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Here, so throw, bad throw this heavy clouser. Right. They're down low. You know, and I'm sure slow. he was. I'm sure he was. You know, looking in the mirror, and he's like, "Oh, let Mark pull off the road. I hope you know everything's okay." Looks like he's changing the flies. <laughs> right. Already bowed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that. That's weird. Yeah. He didn't have me throwing a gurgler. No, no, he was uh, he was throwing his own flies. Okay. Um. So I don't know if other people or you know our listeners ever encounter this, but I I swear there are some pairs of people like I'll go fishing with one buddy, neither of us will catch a thing forever <laughs> and eternity, and never have and never will. I'll go with somebody else. We'll catch them all day in the exact same spot. I'll go by myself. We'll catch them all day in the exact same spot. But for some reason, our two energies get together, and it pushes out a message to all the fish in the area. Right. Hey, <laughs> these two dickheads are here. Everybody don't Everybody. eat. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of it hurt my heart a little bit that we didn't get them on a fish. Because, you know, driving out of there, I was like, oh, we should stop and, you know, fish this. I know they hang out here. But I didn't. I kept driving to a spot that didn't have fish. And <laughs> but he saw him, and he was excited about it. Cool. Um, he will be back, uh, whether to fish with me or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yet to be determined. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's just cool taking people out, doing something you know they haven't done before. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Everybody thinks, oh, tarpon. Silver Kings, uh, you know, Silver Prince, Everglades, man. Save the Water, uh, Bonefish Tarpon Trust. But you know, those well, without our juvenile habitat, there wouldn't be Silver Kings, right? Yep. So, um, oh, and he brought donuts. That was uh, the highlight of my, ooh. not the fish, mm. donuts from. Uh, I don't know if you ever, Kim's. Donuts. Huh. It's a Mm-mm. small little donut slash breakfast lunch spot right in front of uh, what's that school? Titusville, Titusville High. 
Hmm. Oh, I can't say that. That's racist. Um, very energetic uh, business people. But, oh, God, the donuts are so good. And the breakfast burrito. If anybody's looking for recommendations on spots for breakfast, <laughs> this podcast will have oh, some yeah. pretty, yes. pretty decent ones. Uh-huh. Between and donuts or breakfast right, spots. Or, that's what kills me, you know, the... The breakfast spots are all up in Titusville, and I only have to go right down the road to the boat ramp, and it's like, uh, we got Dunkin' Donuts on the corner, but uh, it's, you know, no. it's like, okay, why why am I going to eat McDonald's when I got a burger place? It's 10 times better. Yep. But yeah, Kim's, Kim's Donuts, and I think it's Deli or something. Highly recommend their breakfast burritos. Burrito. Burritos. Yep. All right. Well, um, keeping with the uh, spirit of telling fish and lies, um, Ben and I. I said that bus hurt. Backed up over me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure, I was dead. I I just wanted him to know that uh, you know you look good under there. There were fish that would eat out there. Just you know, it just gives him uh, something to look forward to. Yep. He knows where you stopped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to go with a different guide next time. Yeah. Um, ben and I went out, um, I guess, a week ago this uh, mm-hmm. week ago today. Yeah. Um, the Elon Express was uh, taking up the first group of uh, non-government Astronauts, uh, first uh, commercial. Are, are they commercial? I guess. I mean, I would say it was. I would say it's commercial at this point. Yeah, they're SpaceX employees, right? That'd be private. Okay. Well, Com- commercial, commercial, private. Yeah, commercial. Did they pay the ticket to go? Well, no. Like commercial, as in like they worked. For, I don't think they paid. That was, it was for the privilege to yeah. go. That's like Bezos and those clowns, right? Yeah. These these are actual people that have gone through like astronaut training, I believe. Uh, Elon said, "Do you want a Tesla for a bonus or a ride on a rocket?" A trip to the ISS. Right. No, see, I think I thought I mean, no, you've I mean, watched. I mean, you've watched the mm-hmm. Netflix thing. Like they've yeah. done like real oh, yeah. serious, legit, like, legit, you know, like not NASA astronaut. Yeah, they're uh, not like a scientist walk. or right. whatever. But, but. G testing and all right. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> These folks that were lucky enough to take a rocket ship ride uh, took that ride this past Friday, and uh, Ben and I snuck out on the lagoon, and uh, there have certainly been better weather days to go fishing. Um, It was blowing really, really honking out of the northwest, because we'd actually had that, that, I mean, it stormed like a fucker. Yeah. The, the night before, yeah. um, like big yeah, was, rolling thunder, I was like questioning big, the big, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, big rain, all that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And uh, so we decided to go out, and I'm thinking, you know, because of the launch, we're going to go down south and uh, get as close, you know, fairly close so that we had a good view of it, which we did. And uh, sure enough, man, uh, weather cleared up enough. The wind was okay, and 
crazy, crazy good launch to watch. And unfortunately, the fishing down there was absolutely <laughs> horrible because the uh, lack of seagrass, um, basically in that section of the lagoon with the northwest wind, all that water getting flushed over the shallows. Old chocolate milk becomes chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Um, Summertime. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, so we ended up uh, figuring we would run back up north, fish up here closer to Oak Hill. So, uh, well, back to the launch real quick. Yeah, were you impressed with it? Because it was a smaller rocket. Was it a smaller? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it wasn't a Falcon Nine. Really? Yeah. Because I went out, you know, to watch it like we normally do. After sending out, you know, the text to everybody, hey. I felt like it probably had more contrail than a Falcon 9 did. Contrail, yes. Yeah. But not, oh, well, never mind. It could have been the way the wind, like you said, out of the northeast, keeping the the sound from Oh, we, we got good sound out okay, of it. see, we didn't. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. No, it was a Falcon 9. For sure. I believe you. Yeah, it was Falcon 9. Um, it wasn't a Falcon 9 heavy or anything that's, like that. Uh, it was just a straight-up Falcon 9. Was, yep. But um, so we make the decision that, you know, we got to move back up north if we're going to do any more fishing. So uh, we ran, like, into the teeth of it, and it was absolutely brutal. Um, ran west across the lagoon to try to get to the intercoastal um just to get a little bit of a lee shoreline from that northwest wind and that worked for the most part except for the fact that there were um sport fishers and motor yachts and everybody else running that ditch so yeah it almost made it worse you know um so we took a hell of a fucking pounding getting back north. Um, but uh, once we got up north, um, Ben had been polling all morning. Um, good choice on his part because the fishing sucked in the morning. And then in the <laughs> afternoon, I, I took the push pole. And uh, we actually had some cleaner water. And uh, we had seen a couple of fish, I think. Um, no great opportunity but you know we were seeing fish which was better than the situation that we had come from yep and uh we finally see a fish that was like okay this is going to be a a pretty decent shot but ben and i couldn't quite get on the same page as far as where the fish was where it was moving to Mm. and i'll be honest with you i'd kind of given up you know um and just about the point where i gave up ben had made one cast that just was off and then you know i was pouting and you know (laughs) fucking being dejected on the back of the boat and ben made a cast that i would have been like why are you fucking doing that and fucking a sure enough sure enough fed the fucking fish (laughs) i was like hell yeah brother um and i honestly i think that's probably the first fish i've seen ben catch on my skiff. Um, so that was that was really fun. Not ever, folks. 
No, yeah, not ever. Just on my on right. my skiff, on my skiff, on my skiff. Um, Thank you for the clarification. But uh, it's Larry, not Mark. It was uh, it was a pretty awesome little red. Um, we got to the boat, gave him a quick little tour, long enough to get the hook out and send him on his way or whatever. So uh, I went ahead and told Ben to stay up on the front, pulled him a little bit further up the shoreline just because the way the shoreline was set up with the wind, it was a good right-handed shoreline. Um, kind of pulled into the wind up to a certain point, and I was like, okay, we're going to cross over. And when we cross over, it's going to switch over to a left-handed shoreline. So let's switch back out. We did. Oh, yeah. um, saw a few fish. Um I did have one shot down south where the fish attempted to eat the fly, but I you pulled the old. I pulled the early old pull, Larry. Early pull, Larry. <laughs> yep. And uh, so uh, I was trying to redeem myself um, there in the eleventh hour up north, and I think we saw one fish, and it was one of those deals where I was like, "There's probably going to be a fish right up here." And I should have cast right up there, and <laughs> then we got up there, and the fish was like, ah, yeah, yeah here I am. There you go. Yeah. Jameson took me to one of those spots, and I saved it on the Simrad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, get down, and I'm grabbing a drink before, you know, while Ben's pulling us out to a little bit deeper water, and I'm facing, you know, the rear of the skiff, and I'm like, my motor looks weird. Like, different. What's going on? Uh-oh. And uh, I was like, hey, Ben, when you get down, tell me, is my motor look crooked to you? And he gets down. And he's like, oh, I just think it's, uh, you know, because, you know, you got it tilted up and it's turned, you know, like it, you know, like you were turning. Yeah. And yep. it's, I was like, nah, I don't know. It looks kind of like jacked up on that one side. And I said, see where the puck is on the jack plate? The puck is up and over a few inches. I was like, the only way that could happen is if that bolt right there is gone (laughs) or sheared. (laughs) And so I was like, "Eh, I think we're going to idle at home. (laughs) So I ran the jack plate all the way up and we idled all the way back to the ramp, which Luckily, smart idea. We were working our way back towards the ramp, so it wasn't like you know very far at yeah. all. Like ten minute little putt putt putt, you know, deal. And uh, got it on the trailer, and it wasn't the bolt. I hadn't lost it, hadn't sheared mm-hmm. it, but we had broken the uh, transom bracket on the motor. So, you know, I'm sure there was probably some corrosion or whatever, and that that hell of beating that we took coming north that's what broke it loose no, i said so. ben did it yeah blame he, ben they do tend to lose motors that family you know, well, you know what <laughs> just because he was in the boat i am gonna blame him <laughs> um he's not here to defend himself so so that's uh i went from uh having my skiff down for needing to replace the tiller which we replaced i've ran it probably three times now the boat's (laughs) back down because i've got to replace you got to pull the whole thing off switch out the yeah you got you got a project on your hands (laughs) you you don't think i could take just one one side off no 
No, you sure? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, because that that where it connects up and connects to the actual motor uh-huh. is a tube, and your shifts and everything run right through the middle of it. You have to it. You have to where it comes off from the midsection uh-huh. where it pivots to turn. Uh huh. Is in the midsection. You have to take the whole motor off. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's it's a project. Or you could just have a strong hand. No, <laughs> it's the motor's coming off if, if I ran it. The good news is, though, your bolt clearly was uh, put in there well and stronger yeah. than the, the cast, whatever metal they used to, to build the, the motor. <sighs> I really wish you would have just kept that shit to yourself. <laughs> I was thinking that we could take I'll, I'll help you half of it off. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll take you up on that because yeah. mm-hmm. that's that stinks. So, mm. Good job, Jameson. So I that was do it. <laughs> that was uh, that was Friday. So um, Saturday of last week. Um, grand opening. Grand opening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of the. Uh, Old City, City Fly Shop. Yep. Shannon and I um, were like, hey, you know what? We don't have anything going on. Let's go up and check it out. Yeah, I was kind of jealous. We, I was bummed I wasn't able to make it. Yeah. yeah. We went to the Blueberry Festival. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the hell is the Blueberry Festival? Uh, Melbourne. You didn't have any good finds like the Strawberry Festival, No. Right? Oh. No. I tried. I even went to the same guy. <laughs> selling blueberries this time, not strawberries. Yeah, he went. He went. Turned into a blueberry farmer. Yeah. Did he recognize you? No. Ah. No. No. I mean, I'm sure he was out on the streets kicking it with Jesus. He's that old. So we, uh, I think the the shop opening was like you know nine o'clock. We got there 10, maybe 10.30, something like that. When we pulled in the parking lot, it was jam-packed. I mean, they had a fantastic showing. Well, it seemed to stay that way all day. It did. with social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, wonderful shop. Of course, you know, Marcus and I went up and previewed it. Yep. Um, absolutely happier than hell for those guys yeah. at how well-received they were and how many people came out to support them that opening weekend um while we were there we made sure and picked up hats for our for you know everybody here on the crew um we hung out probably half hour 40 minutes i mean you know those guys are all busy you know they're kissing babies shaking hands and all that so uh you know we we Made the cash register ring, got the heck out of there, and uh, we went and hit uh, A1A um, and headed south from uh, basically Matanzas Inlet. Yep. And uh, have either of you been to High Tide Snack Jack? Nope. No, because I didn't even know there was like a mo. Matanzas Inlet. Yeah, I didn't even know that was okay. a real thing. It's a little yeah. bit north for your pay grade. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Larry told me what it was. I was like, "What is this?" He's like, "Oh no, that's 
this? Yeah, Matanzas uh, is like told uh, me a place to take Emma. Yeah, yep. the, it's, a, it's a cool the spot. fort. Yep. So high tide snack jack is actually all the way down just south of Flagler Pier. So it's a very doable day trip mm-hmm. from, yeah. you know, where yep. you guys are. We've been there throughout the years. It's um, the only, probably the only, I, I'm confident to say it's the only on the water, on the beach restaurant in Flagler County. Oh, wow. I mean, it's right on the beach. Um, it's so on the beach that the, the parking out front, there's so little parking because A1A is so narrow right there between... Two later. Between the road and the and the shoreline that, that you, you can only... Valley Park. Valley parking is the only way to go to this place. No, no. And... Uh, it's probably one hurricane away from being gone forever. Yeah. Um, so we we usually go, you know, probably make it up there once every year, year and a half, maybe every two years. I was joking, telling her, oh, it's our biennial, you know, snack jack <laughs> excursion or whatever. And, you know, the food's not great, but it's, it's you're the there because of the atmosphere and you're right. Yeah. I mean, literally a portion of that restaurant is like on pilings over top of the beach, right? You know, and the waves are coming up right to it. Um, so we both enjoyed, I can't remember what I, I think I just got like a burger and she got, um, a, you know, like chicken sandwich or something like that. But, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. If, uh, any of you guys are, Around and you're looking for something to do on a Saturday afternoon, take the wife on a date or the girlfriend on a date, Snack Jack is uh, really a cool place to go. See, I need a food recommendation, and you can help. It, the colors just reminded me of a Sands bottle. Uh-huh. Whatever it is you're drinking there. A good conch salad. I, yeah. I mean, so, I know it's not going to be fresh. Right. Well, I, I, okay, so High Tide Snack Jack, the, we had conch fritters. Oh, And yeah. they're really good conch fritters there. As far as conch salad goes, here, I mean. Right. Are you ready to go to the Bahamas? <laughs> right. Here. Okay. Um, right. I, like I said, I know it's, I know it's not going to be fresh. Right. You know, but. There's got to be some somewhere around, you know, like the Tri-County area. I, I saw somebody, and I can't even remember who. Thankfully, I can't remember who, so I don't have to inadvertently say their name because I was laughing at them um, on Instagram. Somebody was like, make sure you get uh, conch salad and, and conch ceviche while you're over there. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Um, it's the same fucking <laughs> same thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, okay, know so, what you're talking about. Um, citrus juice, couple red peppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for conch salad, man, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go over there. Yeah. I can't right. think of anywhere else. Let's start planning. So uh, after we had lunch. At uh, our little place, 
I was like, you know what? We are just up the road and around the corner, just north of just north of Ormond, barely. So we went down to the Granada Bridge, hung a right, hit US-1, turned south, and we did a surprise inspection down at the Simple Skiff Shop. Oh. 8th and Carswell. Ooh. And <laughs> when we came in, it was lunchtime. And uh, the boys were having some nice cold cut white bread sandwiches on yep. on paper plates. Carl was eating a, a, a sliced up apple. Ooh. I even complimented him and told him <laughs> it was like he was uh, eating the food pyramid. Right. Being all healthy and all shit. All checking off the boxes. Have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. Beer is still at the bottom of that pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the top, the bottom two rungs of that, that pyramid. The, is bush apple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were uh, finishing up a skiff that was headed out the door that evening or whatever. So it was nice to stop by and see the boys and you know see what they're doing with the shop. And Do you know how far out they are? Because, I mean, it just seems like they're cranking out one after the other pretty quickly. I think they've got quite a few on mm-hmm. order, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't try to get up too far in their business. Yeah. You know, other than, you know, yep, they're busy. They've got a lot going on. Um, so, uh, you know, that's why Carl's not here tonight. I think I saw more John on his high horse. Oh, really? Giving them I think he put, praises. He got on a... Live or something and talked about them. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. That's a good endorsement to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend last week. Um, nice, uh, nice day fishing with Ben on Friday with a rocket launch, yeah. and then uh, getting out, hanging out with uh, the wifey, doing the grand opening up in St. Augustine, and getting a good lunch and uh, seeing <sighs> Carl and. That uh, that wrapped up my weekend. I remember why the launch wasn't spectacular. Because I was driving. Because I was fishing the ditches. Really? And they closed the road. As I say, usually with a manned launch, you can't even get over there. Prior to Brevard EOC activating... The uh-huh. emergency protocol, you can. Once that's initiated, they block the causeway and the south entrance there. So I was already out fishing, and so I had to do the long loop home. Uh, that's that's a hike. That's why it wasn't spectacular. I got gotcha. you. I remember. Yeah. It'll come to me one day. So... I took a trip Had to go back home And visit the folks For uh, a week Ended up sneaking away A couple days to go fish a bit Got up in the morning one day And drove on down to Indian Rocks Beach Been there before Nice place Close to where? Close to Bel Air, Sand Key Just further You know a couple miles south of uh, Clearwater Beach. Clear, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So um, went up, met with my buddy Mike. He said, let's be there at 7. Ooh. I was there at 7 in the Ooh. car drinking my coffee. Oof. And 
if you're familiar with the area, just north of this particular access we were at, it was 27th Avenue, I guess, or whatever they call it, is Bel Air Beach. And Bel Air Beach is a snooty community, to oh, say the, the least. Fresh Prince. Yeah, so yeah. They, they have beach accesses, but beach accesses that are only accessible to Bel Air Beach residents who live on the beach. Right. Yeah. So uh, you have to park in Indian Rocks and walk up um, the beach to into Bel Air. Um, so anyway, there was one spot remaining. My friend was late, and uh, <laughs> here comes old out-of-towner Snowbird with his fishing setup. Oh, with the cart? And- oh, well, and that was... So I was standing out in the in, in the, the parking lot, yeah. blocking the spot, and he yep. pulls in, rolls down the. Hey, buddy, you. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, you know, there's another one just just down the way here, and it's it's got a much. He used the old that one has stairs thing, and you know, it was seven o'clock in the morning. I was halfway right, through not, my coffee. I wasn't yeah. in the mood. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, whatever, buddy, take it. So, and at the same time, literally as he's pulling into the spot, my you buddy pulls in. Yeah. So we go to the next one, and sure enough, five minutes later, we walk by the guys throwing out his, you know, sinker rigs on his five spin poles, whatever. But anyway, we walk the beach. <laughs> Still a little cold for the snook. the The wind was right, but okay. it was uh, a little chilly in the Gulf. Um, so that was the extent of that. Hung out there for a little while. You What's know, their northern limit on the the golf side? It really, um, I would probably say like Crystal River ish, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a fair fair statement. Um, you know, I, I I haven't explored. Well, I mean, there are people catch them in like the mouth of the Swanee, which is well, that's, is that? I don't know whether which one's more north, the Swanee or the Crystal. Okay, but they're all. No, significantly north of Panhandle? where I was. Right? Well, the headwaters are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anywho, that's my uh, beach fishing report. But then uh, on that Thursday that you mentioned that was the, the stormy day and uh-huh. gnarly, um, it was stormy in Tampa as well, <laughs> but it rolled through all day long. Oh, nice. And, of course, I got the itchy finger, and I texted my good buddy, uh, Matt, who is uh, with Gulf Coast Fly. He and I have been fishing together forever. And we have a tendency to chase storms and go out, especially when we shouldn't. This was one of those nights. It was blowing, (laughs) like, 20 when we pulled up to the ramp. And, thankfully, the spot that he took us to was uh, pretty sheltered. and we didn't have to cover any major open waters, but we covered like a hundred feet of open waters and the, the two and a half foot, three foot rollers throwing water over the side oh, yeah. was oh. enough. Um, at night, a little chilly. Yeah. Yeah. So back. right. Oof. So we get into this like cove that has a, a bridge, um, on one end and then, it's sort of blocked off with an outflow on the other end. I think there was a plant or something, you know, whatever, that had the channel blocked off. Um, and so we were casting at the bridge, casting at the bridge, and we ended up, initially, I caught the first fish of the 
the trip because we thought it was a rolling tarpon. I laid a beautiful cast out. Mm. Strip, strip, strip. Come tight. I'm like, ah. Ladyfish. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's not fighting. It's like, uh-uh. this feels like a log. So strip it in, strip it in. Grouper? Nope. Puffer? Cow ray. No way. Oh, wow. Hooked, hooked, not, oh. he didn't eat it. No, it, I right. drug it, it just... across his back and caught him in the wing. <laughs> so that was literally like three casts into being at the spot. It's like awesome. This is gonna be a great, yeah, this is gonna be great, a great night. Day. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, deal with that. Get him <laughs> off and safe and back sound. And we're casting, we're casting, we're casting. He comes tight and immediately he knows exactly what it is. Catfish. Ah. It's like, oh man. We're right there. You're batting a hundred. We're we're one we're one away from the the coveted trash can slam. Trash can slam, and it only took a couple more, maybe an hour later, I cast into a hole, come tight, <laughs> and, and and it jumps, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. I know immediately what it is. He's like, oh, is that a is that a tarpon? Yeah. Like getting all excited, I'm like. Nope, <laughs> it's a ladyfish. So prepare to have your boat shit on. That's right. Oh, yeah. We we completed the trash can slam uh, in a matter of an hour, which was <laughs> all the, the you know awesomeness we needed. But we stayed out. We're we'll stick it out forever. Um, and uh, it was getting later. We had some takes, but no no hookups. Um, and we. He had a corner there that had an outflow pipe that he had, you know, seen some tarpon on. Um, and he's caught tarpon all over this right. area. Um, How's the water clarity over there? It was the middle of the night. I couldn't see a thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know if, like, there was lights or anything. Um, Could you smell was, the phosphorus? It was okay. No. Um, I, I'll tell you what I could smell. Um, it, I'll, it would give away the spot, but... Um, I'll tell you off off offline. Yep. Um, <laughs> but so he's got uh, he's got this corner that you know there's this outflow pipe, and he said the tarpons like to sit there and um, tarpon, not tarpons. I don't know what I'm saying. So we we pull over there and or trolling motor over there because you know, and uh, it's West Coast, right? He casts in there, nothing. And then he casts off, and I had actually just broken off in a mangrove, so I was retying while he was doing all this. You know, I get finally tied up, drop my fly in the water, pick up, throw a cast right in the middle of it, strip, strip, boom, come tight on that nice little tarpon, and you know, fought it. It, it fought a good fight, gave a little show, um, and you know, got it to hand, got a couple grip and grin pictures, tried to do my best of the, the tail lift. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. the kettle. The yeah. kettle. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, then, you know, we fished a little bit more and decided to head in. So that was a good night. He was super pumped and, you know, it's just, he loves fishing. He, and he loves more than anything, people catching fish. So, you know, he, he would, another shout out and, and recommendation if you're in the Tampa area or, uh, in Louisiana, and I should know where Brad guides out of out of Louisiana, but Captain Matt guides out of Tampa, and Captain Brad guides out of Louisiana. Uh, but Gulf Coast Fly, they're uh, they're good dudes. Sweet. Who yeah. has a better dock light, East or West Coast? 
I really haven't fished dock lights over here. Oh. Yeah, if anybody Ooh. if anybody wants to go out dock light fishing or knows, you know, I'm not going to be a spot stealer. You know, if they're your spots, I don't really go dock light fishing over here. But, um, you know, I'd be more than happy to go. Do you guys have dock light fishing in Titusville? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I know there's some down south that I've heard about, and I've I've heard about a couple in New Smyrna, not, but not so much on the river proper, but all the little channels that cut through the neighborhoods. Okay. Hmm. Oh yeah. Will you let me know, Mark? It yeah, it's way past my bedtime. I was just asking. I don't. <laughs> you don't partake in that. Mm-hmm. Well, do we want to take a quick break? Yeah. And then when we come back, uh, we got a few more bullshit stories to tell and another round of trout set or strip set. So let's. We'll go do a, a beer review real quick. Holy hell. This is a one sip beer review from Arcane Ale Works in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, it's called Some Kind of a Creamsicle Thing, and it's a tangerine vanilla lactose sour. And uh, I described it to Mark as being a, a melted liquid mm-hmm. creamsicle. And Mark? Spot on. Holy hell, that's delicious. It's like I'm drinking a... Creamsicle. Creamsicle. Yeah. Wow. All right, cool, cool. Or what was that old thing? Orange Julius. Ooh. Oh, Orange Julius. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So next time you're in Clearwater, stop by Arcane Ale Works. Be like, hey, do you ship? I'll pay. They might. Well, um... I figured you'd like it. Yeah. That's why I grabbed it. How's the Morts? Yeah, uh, it's good. It's um, kind of like uh, I would say, as far as familiar, like a lot like a Modelo. Okay. Ooh. Um, you know, it's Spanish. Barcelona, hmm. where you know I'm sure the, oh, Spain, right? the Spanish yeah. influence. You know, this is just the mother country's version, I oh. suppose. Um, last week, um, 
I guess earlier this week, <laughs> since it's only been a week since we've <laughs> done one of these, uh, I was over at the uh, Massey Ranch Air Park uh, hanging out, as I sometimes do, just uh, watching planes, chillaxing. And uh, one of our listeners from uh, way back, uh, from the After Dark Days, uh, was in town working, as Jimmy would say. Dragging rags on the beach. <laughs> and uh, I stuck around until he got back and uh, hung out with him for a little bit. And how, does, how does that work with those guys? Is it like, all right, Daytona's the hot spot. Everybody goes to Daytona Beach. This is where, you know, the advertisers are going to pay top money well, for their brand to be seen versus... Well, so it's... it's uh, no, it's... it's um, they drag rags in Clearwater too. There's there's local banner towers, and then there's um, Andrew, who um, is the guy that I met up with, who's our listener. Um, he works for a national company, Ooh. so you know I don't know if there's difference in pricing or capabilities or mm-hmm. otherwise, but. He works for a big national company, and they do, like, larger accounts a lot Mm -hmm. of times. Like, if you see, like, the Geico uh, banner being towed around, it's usually his company. And they just have, like, a rotation where, you know, like, say Geico is like, uh, we want you in Atlanta for this week, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, Geico thinks or knows what's going on, and they, that's the market they want to hit, you know. Um, or such and such rum is coming out, so you know he's towing a banner for a brand of rum or whatever. Um, whereas most of like the local banner tower operation here uh, locally, you know, they're dragging hey. Um, you know, early bird special at right. Riptides. Right. And, you know, they're going to tow that during, um, you know, snowbird season mm-hmm. um, or half off at, you know, such and such beach wear during spring break to get, you know, the kids to go buy T-shirts or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty cool because um, I hadn't seen him in forever. And just to be hanging out there and realize um, – and I was looking at ADSB, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> I think and, and his uh, his Instagram handle is Mook uh, Mook Flyer Ride, and uh, he's originally from New York, so like he actually wears a helmet when he flies, and it says and it's, it says Mook on it. Um, That's cool. But uh, I I wanted to say that. You know, not only does he listen to our podcast, he uh, you know he flies seven eight hundred hours a year. You know, just towing banners. Um, so he's got a lot of time to listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah, and uh, I have not checked it out yet, but he says there's a podcast called The Nature Guys, <laughs> and he said it's really cool, half hour to an hour episodes. And it's a couple of guys, and like basically, you go out walking in the woods with them, and they tell you about like you know a screech owl 
and you know, or huh. you're walking in the woods with them, and they're telling you about. And they're just the nature guys. And it's like this really relaxing walk in the woods. And they're telling you and you're learning about whatever animal or plant or ecosystem or whatever. And I looked. They have a shit ton of episodes. So I'm going to start going through those and uh, listening. Because the dude has tons of time to listen to podcasts. And if he's saying that's yeah, yeah. a pretty good one, he's, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a listen. Yeah. So how, how does it work? Um, you know, this is my ignorance to the aviation community. Um, when the, the national guys come into the local, <laughs> local airport, is it like, uh, Oh no, there's no, there's no animosity or anything. Okay. So it's not like carpet baggers. Right. No, like uh, no, uh, okay. no, All right. You're no, my cause, cause they're, they're flying totally different, um, level or, um, I don't even like to use the word level, but just a different classification of, you know, advertisers, Yeah, yeah. you know, um, it'd be like the local newspaper being mad at, you know, the Washington Post, you know, be you know, it's like yeah. just a different okay. level of you know newspaper right. uh, versus you know who would advertise there versus you know the Daytona Beach Journal, right. you know. So no, I don't. I don't think there's any animosity at all. Um, now this is funny, as we as we all know. This past week, we had some really crazy weather, mm-hmm. and uh, when those storms did come blowing in, um, you know the wind was picking up, and you know when they're towing the banner, they're not flying very fast over no. the ground. Now they're still flying, you know, airspeed's airspeed, right? Ground, ground speed is you know something they, different. Like, doing around sixty. No, 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 no. So when I was watching him and like this week and I was like, it was a, it was a North wind and I was watching him going North. He was, he was flying a loop, um, basically from the inlet up to Ormond to the North end of Ormond and then coming back down. And he, he did, you know, a bunch of different, like bunch of loop, you know, Mm -hmm. orbits, on that section of beach. And then he finally was coming back in and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get to see him when he was going northbound. His ground speed on ADSB was 24 because <laughs> he was going into the North wind, um, southbound about double that. He was going about 44, 45. Now he's, and I was, I laughed and I said, dude, I saw you were getting like 24 over the ground headed north. And he was like, dude, earlier this week, he goes, I've got a video of it, which he hasn't sent it to me. I hope he will. He goes, I took a video. He goes, I was indicating, you know, like 35, 40 indicated airspeed. And I was going backwards over the beach. (laughs) Backwards. (laughs) He said, those fucking storms were coming. And I was like, I had it at full power and I was like fucking backing up. And he said, I finally got, you know, like, you know, changed, you know, like the wind changed a little bit and he started making some headway. And he said, uh, from Canal Street, basically, or no, he said Flagler. He goes from Flagler back to the airport, 
took him 40 minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you can damn near walk it <laughs> at that. That's wow. scary. Yeah. So. I mean. I mean. And the, at what ground the ba- speed the s- are you talking where it's like, I'm cutting the rag? Like. Well, I mean, ground speed, you know, I mean, I guess at some point, you know, you could turn and go with the wind and go land somewhere else. But, you know, if you're going to make it back to where, you know, you started, where the car's parked, (laughs) you know, that's... Spanner's not worth that much. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, question also. The banners are getting big, too, by the way. Yeah. Huge. How how does the drop off of the banner work do they just land with the banner and no 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 no, no. It's a they, second pass they they, they, they drop. so like they like when they go down swoop down to pick it up okay so when when they pick it up yep. they've got a length of rope right. that's attached to basically a grapple yep on the tail yep and that goes back to a hook and then the banner is on a rope that you know, it hooks that rope. Now you're, you're and it. It's actually the banner will be out in front of you. Yep. So as you fly over it, you're getting your airspeed back up, getting some altitude, and then it starts pick up the banner. It's picking up partially, yep. right? So you're easing into it. When they come back, they literally fly over kind of that area where they're doing the pickups, and once they're over it, when they pull the lever or the plunger however it's operated it opens that clam uh, that grapple oh and okay. and just everything just falls straight to the ground huh. just <laughs> like it goes from flying like a banner right to now a streamer straight. going straight yeah. down because the front edge of it is actually like either a fiberglass uh it looks like a push pole yeah through the big whole pole. thing yeah. through a big pole yep all right <laughs> So, a little informative there. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So it's it's fun to go watch the pickups. Yeah. They're wild. Yeah. The in-laws have a a pickup right behind the house. Oh yeah. Airfield up in Navarre there. Uh-huh. It's pretty wild. Cuz they pick it up and then go out over the sound. Uh-huh. And they're like, mm, you gonna make it? <laughs> well, it, it looks it looks super sketchy to watch sometimes, and uh, so at Massey, at the ranch there, there's a tree line uh, that's parallel to the runway, and it's a north south runway. So if you've got an east wind, you've got basically where the banners are getting picked up alongside the on the grass beside the runway between the tree line and the runway you've basically got a lee shoreline mm-hmm. set up so when you see them come diving in with an east wind they're carrying sure. correction into the wind but as soon as they get below the tree line now they're diving fucking basically straight at right. the ground <laughs> all of a sudden that wind goes away so now wind. they have yeah. to turn yeah. and then <laughs> judge it just right because when they pull up that rope with the hook is back behind the plane so they're so it's still they're looking yeah. to swing it and grab that rope and go out i watched one of the guys he didn't get it until his fourth pass so you know each time he'd come around you know boom pull it up nope nothing 
around the pattern he'd go, come through, nope, nothing. Mm. And then finally, fourth time, he he snatched it. But, uh, you know, once the banner's on, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, push play on the fucking podcast and sit back and relax because you are going nowhere fast. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Just dragging her along nice and slow, slow and easy. He uh, he did say that he watched um, a manatee over the course of a couple of days leave the fucking inlet, and uh, this would have been Wednesday, I think. I ran into him at the airport. He said uh, the manatee had finally made it up by Ormond. I said, Shh, "Fucking thing's gonna have to go all the way to Matanzas before it has a place to get back in." Like you know, I hope he got a fucking good meal before oh, so he, fucking- he was. Yeah, he was Ocean. on the beach, Oceanside. Big old, oh, big old manatee just swimming down the beach. Natural migration. Natural Something migration. I'm trying to promote. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Heard them all out. Maybe that's the one smart one. It's just like he was able to. Got to go. Report and tell me. Um, there's a couple of very, very big sharks. That he routinely sees just outside the inlet, uh-huh. like oh, uh, the really good surf spots. Well, it, well, but not <laughs> not right at the inlet, but like outside the inlet uh, and up up you know along the beach, you know, out of ways. But yeah. uh, he sees them pretty routinely. Um, and so, was is it like a hammerhead? He said, no, not a hammerhead. He thinks it looks like more like a thresher shark, Ooh. and he said it's big, really big. Ooh. He said there's a lot of small sharks. In the inlet, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other day, I was like, you know, where did you, you see any sharks at the inlet? He said, "Oh man, there's tons of them up there right now." And with that, they were on the I'm north side of the inlet. Excited for the summer hmm. with the winds changing, is going back to the beach. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. And trying that. Yep. Me too. Break out your twelve weights. Yep. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's always fun when we get to bump into folks that, uh, you know, um, it, when, when I went to the grand opening, ran into four or five people that were like, Hey man, listen to the podcast, you know, it's just, it's just fun. And, you know, to be out and actually meet people that listen to our nonsense. (laughs) Um, well, so, we'll have uh, a big opportunity to meet some folks who listen to our nonsense coming up this this upcoming weekend. Yeah, oh, the Fly Fishing Film Tour. Dean Chronicles just started following me at the old uh, Marine Discovery Center. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward mostly to see like how all out people may go for the tailgate. Like I, I want to go around and like sample tailgate fair. <laughs> Who's oh, got the like best, we, like yeah, like the best wings, best hot dogs, you know, like who, who really fucking throws down oh, on the yeah. tailgate. We're talking like prime college football tailgate. Exactly. With the a, tent and the TV and the satellite and the generator. like f- food taster, uh, laminate pass. Right. Because I know one guy that says he's going to do it pretty big. Oh, yeah. That's good to hear. I'm looking forward to seeing what that's all about. All right. So uh, the time has come. It is time for trout set or strip set. All trout set. 
couple of dudes just trying to catch fish everywhere we can from a ginu. And the journey that results. My Ooh, people. The journey. Are they chronicling the journey? Mm-hmm. It's, they just started following me for... Is it, it, it's Ginu Chronicles. Oh. Yeah. YouTube channel. Are they doing it all with six weights or five weights? <laughs> I really don't want to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the first... This stoke is real. The first subject of trout set or strip set. I'm going to need you guys to get your phones out. There is a new-to-market product in the fly fishing space. And I want your initial reaction on whether you would... Purchase, okay. use, or whatever. All right. So you're going to be able to tell me mm-hmm, no. All right. The suspense is killing me. I know. Just spit it out. I'm ready to. Bug Watch LLC. Okay. Instagram. Uh huh. All right. Um. Just going off the name, I'm going to assume it has something to do with trout. Um, and, and eh, has not a, necessarily. A calendar to tell you when the hatch is. So nope. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that, yeah, I'll, I'll sure. I'll Look it up on your Instagram. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to start with Marcus. Marcus? Trout set or strip set? Was it called Bug Watch LLC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patent pending. Made in Colorado <laughs> and Pennsylvania. Oh, 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 oh Dale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this God, I don't. You know, this is one of those trout products set. that are totally only specific to trout fishing. You couldn't fit a single saltwater fly in that little gadget well, there. I'm looking at the product. I'm looking, I looked at it, and I thought, okay, you could put it's, a couple of clousers in there. It's an Apple Watch band for our listeners, and a small small plastic you fly, know, box. It, fly, fly box, fly box yeah. with a lid. That you wear on your wrist oh, like but, a watch. Yeah, so you don't but, lose them. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's the convenience of having them at the ready, I believe. No, even better. I just, I, it's right under the, you know, patent pending. I don't know how it works, but it's magic. It's a hands-free fly box. Hands-free. Well, if it was in my pocket, it's hands-free <laughs> too, isn't it? Does it tie the flies for me, or like what? Is it hands free? I still have to open it right. with my hand and tie right. on the so flies. So is it hands free? Hand. Just because? No, it's, it's actually not. it's actually a one handed fly box. Right. Because it's on your fucking wrist. Right. So you can just open reach. it with one hand, and you know, like you can't hold it in the palm of your hand. You can't like rotate it to get to that one fly that you need. I could see this trout set mayfly sticker holding the red. Oh yeah, it's or, uh, brown trout. Excuse me. 
It's definitely a trout set. Um, maybe. I mean, this is like the minimalist it, would like it. No, and see, I, but I don't even think like the minimalist would take that small fly box and shove it in their back pocket, not thread a fucking watch band through it and wear it like well, yeah, their Johnny Test. Well, yeah, like this see, guy. Here's, I mean, here's what you're not thinking about: is the female anglers out there that are going to wear the yoga pants like this girl? Okay. There ain't nowhere to shove a fly box in them puppies. Yeah, but... Well, she's got a fly patch on her little belt right I know there. she does. So she's double dipping. Yes, but, I know she does. So are, are we already admitting right there in that story or reel or whatever that, that that fly contraption on the wrist is inadequate? Listen, I'm just trying to give him the benefit of a doubt. No, I would me. probably... I'd try it. Liars. Look I don't it. take very many flies with me when I go trout fishing. But, um but look, liars. Yeah, no, that, see... Caption the, this, is, travel light. Meanwhile, dude has a saddlebag with a backpack and a salt life hoodie in his Ducks Unlimited waders <laughs> with his soul patch, yeah. fly patch. So... No. I mean, he has a salt oh, life. There's a Florida salt... Real section. Oh, see, there you go, Janet. Spoonfly. Uh, well, there, yeah, yep. Yeah. You lost me. Spoonfly, I'm out. <laughs> Saltwater action. What's Nick Haddaddy gonna catch today? So, Nick, who's your daddy? Who's that? Here's the thing, right? I like to do a lot of foot, foot whacking and traveling, and I don't always like to carry a bag. And I don't always like to stuff my pockets with stuff. So I, I like the idea. I don't think their Instagram reflects the idea. I think it could be valuable and probably is to some people. But but I'm going to go trout set as well. All right. Wow. Oh, there's a giveaway. Enter. How to win. Tag three friends. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to f- accent fly fit. I don't know who they are. That's just goofy, man. I don't. <laughs> hey, if, 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 they, if they're by chance listening to this and want to send us one for product testing. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't send it to Mark. Don't. No. I, I mean, I, mean I honestly would never put that on. Like, there's... I wouldn't wear it on my wrist, but I'd throw it around a belt loop or something. Yeah, but there's other... So then, then you're not using their product. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's a trout set all the way. Ooh. I'd put it on the... Uh, never mind. No, I wouldn't. Around the push pole? No. <laughs> I was thinking around the, the grip of my fly rod, and then I immediately went to the mess that that's going to make with fly line. So, no. Yeah. All right, so item number two for this round of trout set or strip set, FWC on May 4th is going to be looking to open public comment. They're looking for approval from the commission to open public comment on a proposed rule change for redfish limits. Many areas of Florida are going to increase the number of fish that can be kept redfish per angler per day um 
However, the Indian River Lagoon um, is going to potentially go to a catch-and-release fishery uh, for the time being uh, due to algal blooms, overall recruitment, and overall health of the water body itself. Trout set, strip set. Mm, is there a middle one? I'm I'm saying strip set because it's good to see that they're finally doing some type of positive yes. management for yep. for the for the resource. But I'm scared that a year from now I'm going to come back and rescind and change it to trout set because I hope this is not the first step towards the slippery slope of instituting that fucking hatchery program like in, in turning us into a put and take fishery where it's just we back the hatchery truck up and dump tens of thousands of redfish in here every year and it becomes just well you know it's just the way that it has to be I mean what the Indian River is what 170 um, ish according ish. to their their um, basically Stewart to New Smyrna. State Road 44 down to the Loxahatchee. Yep. Okay. Is about where it's at. Yep. And there's about six redfish left. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, my concern, who is, who is going to be doing the policing? Well, FWC because, would be. Uh, how, yeah, how but how there's one, you, one FWC right. officer per like, county? Well, I mean, that, that's, that, that's an argument and a fucking concern for another day. But, no, okay, but you know, because here, here's the reality. So when people go and fish, regulations are for honest people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're going to follow the rules. Yep. Um, the people that are going to keep the fish anyways they're the ones that are yeah. going to keep four or five. Yep. You know, they're, they're going to keep the oversized redfish. They're not following the rules anyway. Right. Um, I, you know, I do think it's positive. Um, mm-hmm. It's an acknowledgement that, you know, even though it's been designated um, as an imperiled waterway for a few years now that, you know, the state's finally catching up and saying, okay, not only is it an imperiled waterway, you know, we have species that, you know, are on decline. Yeah. So we need to do something. Yeah. So this is a great first step. What I can't wait to see is who comes out to oppose it. Because you know there's going to be Yeah, that opposition. was one of the things I was thinking about is how many, you know, meat guides out there are going to say, look at this and say, There goes Shit. my tip. Yeah. During, during the week which is when I have most of my time on the water at my ramp. Based on where the fish have moved to mm-hmm. in that area, there's usually three to four meat hunters. Mm-hmm. Well-known. Oh, yeah. Captains. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah. And it's something that kind of came in from the offshore guiding community that a lot of people from out of state that are not fly fishermen that are not fishermen in their everyday 
expect to take home fish after they mm-hmm. go on a guided trip. And yeah. if they realized that they weren't allowed to take home fish, they would likely not do it. And I think a lot of guides would probably be concerned about that. Yeah. Well, I've often used the analogy, you know, don't kill your business partners. And right now when you're down to the last few, you know them all by name, you you might want to start treating them more like a neighbor. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's going to be a temporary measure, you know, for sure. But that's not going to stop people from being like, oh, you're taking my livelihood. Yeah. Well, I mean, they and the the one thing I'm excited about is that they have implemented this in other areas, mm-hmm. like in the Tampa Bay area, yep. for instance. They've yeah, it's huge, multi-year of every species over there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that really helped their fishery, and I think it could probably help this one too. Oh, it definitely will. Definitely. Um, so, will. my concern with that, I want it to thrive. Do you think it will, even though we don't have that seagrass for spawning beds, uh, food availability? Like, can the environment provide for... Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, you know, right now it's a struggle for the fish to survive. So if we reduce the predation, you know, on the part, by you know like you know just say out of uh jb's Mm -hmm. you know if there's five guide boats a day that leave out of jb's and they have three clients on board you know 15 fish a day times five days a week that they're booked you know they're taking quite a few fish over the course of a year and those are fish that don't have the opportunity to you know, recruit into the, you know, breeder mm-hmm. fish. Um, so any little bit helps. Um, well, and plus the uh, CCA is going to be dropping like 10,000 juvenile redfish in there. That'll be, you know, basically like uh, the bass population. They'll just start eating the juvenile fish. Right. They'll be like shiners. (laughs) The one thing I'm concerned about is the wording (laughs) of of the the article in the post. It was like FWC is asking people to come over to propose or to give comment on the proposal to propose the... Yeah, and a lot, a lot and of people jump to the conclusion that this is a foregone conclusion. Oh, yeah, it was already, yeah. It's, it's, this isn't them saying we're outlawing, you know, keeping redfish. This no, no, no. It's saying we're moving, yeah. Step. What, they're, what they're, they're asking permission on May 4th from the commission. So staff is going to the appointed individuals that are on the board and saying, based on the science we believe that we need to hit the pause button on harvesting in Indian River Lagoon. And in order to do that, we have to advertise and do a period of public comment before you, the commission, can vote on this to hear what the public has to say about this proposed rule change. That's what they're voting on on, in May. Will that science be available to the public? 
I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. I hope it's not the same science that said it was a healthy and thriving ecosystem. <laughs> right. Literally a month ago. Yeah. Well. Well, no. I mean, I know there's not certain nonprofits, you know, down Ben's way that you can volunteer for and, you know, you take a water sample every week and then bring it down to them and stuff. So I'm sure there's, you know, a lot of science going into it. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and be like, oh, no, this isn't going to work because there's... But I'm at that halfway. Like, I want it to work. Mm -hmm. You know, not for my sake, but my kids and then their kids and... Yeah. But... I just I see it as a strip set because it's it's you know it's not just more of the same and more of the same excuses. They're actually taking yeah. mm-hmm. a pretty drastic yeah. talking about taking a pretty drastic measure that you know we haven't seen them be willing to Over do in a the wide past. Because I mean we've I mean I can tell you ten fifteen years ago we were saying hey can can you know Mosquito Lagoon just the lagoon itself mm-hmm. be converted into a catch and release only like sanctuary. You know, like a, a no different than uh, WMA, right? Yeah, and you know they're like, oh no, can't do it, can't do it. People want to be able to take home fish. You know, it's like, well, I want to take home deer. You know, I, but I can't go hunting anywhere the fuck I want to either. You know, and uh, now we finally see that they're recognizing, hey, you know, manatee populations have crashed, redfish populations mm-hmm. are crashing. You know, there's no seagrass left. They better do something or, uh, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. So I see it as positive. Yeah. And I hope they come this way with it because looking at, you know, all the, what is it called? The Indian River Council Uh or something, it happens way down south in Valkyria and Grant or Stewart. Uh huh. Nothing ever happens up. This way, right? So, I hope they venture up this far. And yeah, I'm a soft strip. Wouldn't wouldn't catch tarpon, but it'd catch a redfish, maybe. I okay. like that soft strip. Okay. As I definitely want to see where they go, but you know, it's always on the back burner. FWC. Yeah. Will the <laughs> follow the science? We'll be able to. We'll be able to watch that meeting. Mm-hmm. And potentially see the science that they present. You know, this is the reason and the reasoning behind why they're pushing this proposal. Um, or we could road trip over to Gainesville and actually go in person. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I'm definitely interested in it. Um, I think a manatee hunting season should be <laughs> priority over that. A clause in the. So um, only at power plants what's, in the winter. What's the what's the TV or yeah, I think it's TV show with uh, it's like the zombie apocalypse. It's like oh, uh, Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, just like the Walking Dead, um, the zombies are hard to kill. Just when you think they've all gone away, they're back. Mm-hmm. So item number three, it's back. It's back. The Skiff Challenge. Oh, just happened. It just wrapped up last weekend. It did. For the fourth year in a row, they had the absolute worst weather, which I think is a sign from God. Uh, not, yeah, I'm, well, I think they kind of pick it, because this is like the turning point right. from 
our winter, spring to... Yeah, you're almost guaranteed on a right. weekly rotation that there's a front coming through. But it was it was a lot quieter. It like was quieter to you. They pushing it. They pushed it. Oh. Just not through the channels that you're accustomed to. Oh. Um, it, yeah, it, well, so here's the other thing too, is that it's gotten so bad to the point that nobody wants to actually do this with Hell's Bay in that market that they're recruiting other teams like Yellowfin and Lake and Bay. And I think Key West has done it every year, which, you know, more power to them. Um, but do they have a skiff? Yeah. Well, it's, they're like, it's like a 17 foot classification and you have to have a 70 horsepower and somehow hell's bay wins every year uh, and it's uh, like the the most amazing race for a boat that will never have to do something like that right oh yeah but it's all for conservation while they run through no wake zones but you know that that you didn't hear that from me well where is it? Somewhere south of Cocoa-ish. It starts the intercoastal. It doesn't start in Cocoa, obviously, but it implements a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit yep. all the way pretty much up to... Well, it's 30 miles per hour daytime, 25 miles per hour at night. Here in the lagoon it is. Right. Down there, it's, it's even slower. It's okay. 25... All the time. Okay. All the time. I don't follow that rule. Well, so I know they don't follow that rule. No. <laughs> no. But. And, you know, I mean, clearly it's a marketing PR yes. uh, event. Yep. There's really no real race to be had. Um, no. It's. It's get the name repeated as many times mm-hmm. as you can. Um, social media engagement. Social media engagement. Who watched our? How many people watched our stories? Um, who who made like the pledge to you know allow us not to talk to the media or do the media stop or whatever? Um, I heard somebody talking about that uh, last week or whatever. You know, it's like, well. Weren't they supposed to stop in um, the upper keys or whatever? And they're like, no, no, they, you know, that's why they were begging for money all week. It allowed them to bypass that or whatever. And mm. it's just, it's such a, it's been conflated into such a staged and boring, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, when it first ever occurred, it was kind of like, well, that's kind of it a is. neat idea, yeah. you know, go all the way around the state. Yep. And pretty much at that time, with very little modification, it was real skiffs that you were like, <laughs> wow, you know, that like made you almost like be willing to dream. Yeah. It'd be possible yep. to do that in my skiff. Oh, yeah. Now you look at what they're running and it's like. Totally custom. Yeah. In stock. Uh, there's not a 
ounce of fishing rigging on them. There's no, no platforms. The hole, the hole is the same. So I mean, no, that it's has not. To There's it's, no fucking way. It's comparing a stock car to your, you know, your Camry stock car, to right? Your Camry at the Toyota dealership. Yeah, the Simrad has Netflix on it. Really? That's yeah, cool. You can you can do that. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll show you how when you get yours. Don't don't go Garmin. So too late. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, no secret there. Uh, that that was a trout set. You yeah. know, from from the outset. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just I, over it. Yeah, I just. <laughs> it's not a real challenge for the skiffs. I mean, it it is a challenge for the boats. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if. You're a technical polling skiff. There are better ways to compete with your colleagues in that field. Well, I just don't understand how from year to year, the, especially with the commingling of the ownership of Hell's Bay and the board of, you know, the organization that benefits from you know, this thing that they do, it, how anybody else, how any other boat manufacturer would be like, yeah, that sounds like something I want to get into. Right. Because it's like, you know, the entire rest of the field are going to be, um, like in NASCAR, they call them also rans. You know, they, they finish back in the field. They're the 20th place car. They never get mentioned on the TV news, broad, you know, on the broadcast. Unless they're in a wreck, you know, yep. and it's like, why would you help fund somebody else's commercial? Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's the ultimate Tom Sawyer come paint my fence move. And there's yeah. people that, I mean, they get more, more boat companies every year. I mean, how many were in it this year? Six. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. But no other skiff makers is the thing. Right. The, yeah. The they're boat manufacturers. Yellowfin. But, who's got enough money to fucking throw at that thing that they don't even care. And like when I think Yellowfin, I couldn't tell you what model name they have. Do they actually still make a skiff that you could purchase? They make a 17-footer or something like that. Okay. That hmm. Is considered a skiff, but it's like uh it's more like a bay boat. A bay skiff. skiff. Yeah. Yeah. A, um it's like a biscuit, a biscuit, <laughs> a biscuit, a biscuit. <laughs> no, but I, I think you're you're spot on there. The the fact that the the two organizations that push this event so hard are so intertwined between everything. I mean, look at everything the two of them do. They're <clears throat> co-sponsoring everything between the Tallahassee Boat Show. Between, I'm sure they're fucking. Uh, I mean, gala every year, and they, they've got event. you know uh, an old hull hanging out of their ceiling oh, in, in their office space. That was a donation, Larry. Gosh, oh. there's no money exchange there. No, no, no. That's just decoration. Decoration, oh, just decoration. But I mean, let's put it this way: even Ron DeSantis apparently has lost interest. Oh, he yeah. didn't even show up to it yeah. this year. So, you know, I think it's jumped the shark. I mean, there's there's a sucker born every minute. 
Hey, I mean, if you want did, to do your did anybody research, hear how much money that ultimately raised? No. Oh, they spent it all on gas. Well, there. that's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> is fuels is by the by the time it's over, the amount of money that was spent producing these one-off oh, and boats, well, and then you got the travel convoy. Oh, that yeah. has to uh-huh. follow them everywhere. Yeah, media team. Like, why not just bundle all that money up? Yeah. And and make a donation. Based on the four years, five years we've been doing this, we spend sixty thousand dollars <laughs> looping around the state. Yeah. So we're just gonna cut a check for sixty K. Yay, pat ourselves in the back, go conservation. But the funny thing is, I don't even think the organization that benefits calls themselves a conservation organization, do they? No, they do not. They're a, an awareness well, yeah. campaign yeah. organization. Eco-terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not who they are. Oh. Um, they're, they're, Different uh, account. Different account. <laughs> they're a, a political. <laughs> they're, they're, a they're a lobbyist company. They're a lobbyist. And a marketing company. And a marketing marketing firm and they sell some pretty fucking popular hats and stickers well somebody who who said it to me the other day that if you start typing in the name of the organization it auto um completes or returns like the number one or the number two is hat yeah and it's like wow you know yep well, I mean, it's it's kind of like the, uh, and I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers with this, kind of like the mask thing, you know. You still have some folks that go out in public and they're, they're you can tell they're, you know, masking or double masked or whatever. Right. Um, they're in their know, car, window down, they're just, riding down the road with their mask on. They're letting everyone know. By themselves. They're still a good person. That's they're, right. They're still with the cause and, you know, got to flatten that curve. Um, and like. Like always, Larry speaks the truth. Captains for a clean water hat. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. It's listen. It, <laughs> I don't know who they paid for that logo, but it's a good looking logo. Yeah. I mean, it's simple enough, and just a couple of guys that were sick and tired of seeing their living go by the wayside. They sat down with a bar napkin and came up with a plan and a logo and. Somehow all of everything that they've pounded their fist on the table for has come true. It's almost like it was predestined. Well, you know, if you're not making any money guiding, go into uh, politics. You can make a couple hundred grand. That's right. You can do the Pelosi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, enough of that negative shit. Yeah. Enough of the negative stuff. So, uh, just haters, man. <laughs> Just a bunch of fucking haters. Um, tip of the cap, uh, real quick. Old City holding it down with their first fly tying night. The first mm-hmm. week that the dam was open. Strip set. I mean, come on, boys. You know, and a good turnout too. Coming out hard. Yeah. Strip set. I'll be excited to go to one. Yeah. That's on the calendar. If, mm-hmm. if I'd have had some, some pre-warning, it'd, I'd have been there. Yeah. All right. So put your thinking caps on, boys, because we're done with that, and we are moving on to uh, see if we can't help out a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a DM in uh, the podcast 
account on Instagram from David, and uh, I chose not to answer David. Okay. Um, I figured we'd answer him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, hiya, I work at 3RA, which is Three Rivers Anglers. Oh, got it. In Knoxville. <laughs> yep. And I'm looking to do two DIY days of fishing down in your neck of the woods. I was thinking about Tamiami around the National Park, one day of fresher water, peacock, largemouth, snakehead, and one day of tarpon slash snook. I want to camp, and I'm bringing my lethal rig, Duke, picture included, but I am totally unfamiliar with how the access and camp situation works down there. I know what setup to fish, but it, but is, but it's the getting to the fishing that I don't know. Do you have any advice or even areas you'd recommend? Mm-hmm. Would be much appreciated. Um, his lethal rig Duke is uh, a pretty rad looking um, old school flat bottom John boat with a Johnson 7.5 on the back of it. And uh, the boat has the name Duke on the transom. So, uh, sweet. So, number one, um, not being mean or anything, but David, <laughs> um, you're not looking to do two DIY days anywhere near our neck of the woods. No. Your geography is... A little fur south there. Yeah. Andrew's uh, neck of the woods. Florida is like uh, <laughs> the John Holmes dangler. There's a lot of distance between <laughs> yeah. the dick and the balls. Um, about 300 miles away from us. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, but but I, we've been down then uh-huh, down yeah. that way, so yeah. we can we can kind of steer you. Um, also, on your part, if you're planning to do the camping thing out of Duke, you're about a month late mm-hmm. on the plan. Um, Hope you're sleeping in the truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be really buggy. But yeah. uh, right with those those two. Not negative. What well, yeah, negatives? Everything challenges. Challenge. There we go. That's even better. Everything he is wanting to do can be done. Can be done. Yeah. On the trail. Yeah. 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 He doesn't have to go back country for the snook nope. and tarpon. That was it. That was one of the things I wanted to say because I've I've done that trip yeah. and it's. Aren't you? Aren't you the one that's like slept on the side of the road and the yeah. sheriff came by? Like, take it away, man. Tell him. Tell him how to do this trip. Yeah. So I did that trip uh, <laughs> a couple years ago. I don't know if I've shared that story or not. You but... have, because I remember it. Okay. Um, <laughs> anywho, so, so now I'm questioning: Does David really listen to the show? <laughs> well, that was the thing. I don't know if I shared it on the show or not. Oh, uh, uh, see, that could have no, been. You did because you did because. Uh... Did I tell the sheriff's story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not Anywho. so much the fishing. It was the, the sheriff, you right. know, side of the road. Yeah. What are you boys doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but sure any- that wasn't during like a break or something, Marcus? Because that could be on special.tv. <laughs> I mean, special.podcast forward slash. Taylor mm-hmm. Trash. Taylor Trash. Mm-hmm. That's our other channel. That's our other um, channel. It, it helps you get to pay a little bit. Loyal listeners, yeah. you know, really support what we're right. doing here. 
Um, but no, so you, I, I don't want to tell you not to bring Duke because Duke sounds badass. Um, but like Mark said, a lot of this can be done from the trail or from pounding it on foot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so I'm just, just going to sit over here and be sling blade for the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, even with Duke, what, he's seven and a half. You said on the back, yeah, something looks like that. Yeah, you just drop it in. At I, I didn't think it was a seventy-five horse. And just cruise down and yeah, you could pound, pound the banks. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely doable. But continue, Jameson. No, no, you're good. That uh, that was really the extent of my my knowledge there. Um, you know, it's anything that looks fishy probably is fishy, mm-hmm. especially down there, and just don't have any expectations um, for oh, yeah. whether you're going to be in freshwater or saltwater. Uh, yeah, because a lot of bass it, and right. cichlids and then Oscar, a tarpon and a snook and, and you know the gold jaguar capotes. Yeah, any um, anything cool that you catch is cool. Like I caught a gar down there, but it was the most beautiful gar I'd ever caught. You know. Hmm. Um, now for peacocks. Back during high school, I don't know if you realize this or not. Marcus was living down in South Florida, and he caught a, a sexually transmitted disease down on Tammy Amy Trail. <laughs> well, yeah. But that's a story for another that time. Was another, yeah, yeah. You can find that on special. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what they meant when they said lot lizard. <laughs> I was looking for a lizard. Um, but no, there there are campsites along the trail. Was um, that a herpetology problem that you ran into down there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a. Dad jokes for days. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that, uh, <laughs> David, just pack up your gear Go down Tamiami Trail. If it looks fishy, pull over and fish it. If it looks like you can get fucking Duke into the fucking yeah. canal, do it. Where do you plan to be down there? I think it's coming up pretty soon. Okay. So, you know, the longer you wait, um, the the hotter it's going to be, yep. the more sticky and, yep. you know, Oof. humid, more buggy. Bugs. Um, and... Here's a little pro tip. If it's not super buggy and everything is going well and you hang a fly up in the mangroves or the bushes, just cut it off. Oh, don't go reach Don't go there. reach. Don't go no. in there shaking oh. the mangroves to get it out. Good God, you'd get sucked up by a python. <laughs> <laughs> or worse. Um Alligators that eat deer. Yeah, thirty dollars <laughs> Amazon bug suit. Probably a, a decent recommendation. Bear spray keeps the alligators away. Catnip. <laughs> In case you run into a Florida panther. Mm-hmm. They like it. Catnip and sleeping pills. <laughs> Ketamine. <laughs> In case the cat takes a liking to you. Just do what Ricky Bobby did. Just drive with them. Just put them in the car and go. If you have any firearms, I would bring them. Yes. All of them. Because, well, does that apply for non-residents? As a fisher person, you yeah. are allowed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in sure. The, in the act of fishing, you're 
legally yep. allowed to carry. Yeah, as long as you're licensed to fish. Don't be toting it if you don't have the correct license here. Fuck, I always have a fishing rod. <laughs> I was fishing the pond, <laughs> officer. But no, the, the, the trail is a sweet place to explore. Don't don't go down there with any expectations or goal mm-hmm. to catch. And you know. 100% stop at the Miccosukee Reservation on Tamiami Trail. Yep. In the old, it's like it's like the huge lodge-looking restaurant. Um, fantastic, fantastic cheeseburger there. <laughs> there you go. Take my word. Peacock bass. Uh-huh. You're gonna have to go a little north, east. No, let's go north. We got to get to the east side of the trail. They're not on the west side. No, they're not. That's what I'm saying. You got to no, go into like Miami well, Fort Lauderdale area, correct? And then look for you know ponds or stuff on the side of the road. But I'm thinking he Knoxville. He's probably he's gonna come down 75. 75. Yeah. Any of those? Once you get into South Florida, which is well, it's multiple counties, but when you get into Brevard, any of the lakes, Brevard. Broward. 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 Any of the lakes along I-75. Yep. Hold everything. Yep. Try a lot. Fish a lot of spots. If you don't find anything. Please message us back with some photos. Tag us and let us know how you're doing. Yep. Stop by Dion's. Yep. For the (laughs) shitty chicken. (laughs) I'm All interested right. in that to see how Look it goes. Look at a shitty walk. May I take a photo? <laughs> and then... All right. What else we got here? Get your real authentic Cuban, too. Oh, yeah. I don't have a recommendation, but no. they're not hard to find. And those little cups of coffee. Oh. Or colada. All right. I guess uh, the last thing to mention is just to circle back around one last appeal to invite you guys to come out and spend the evening with us next Saturday, a week out, um, the 23rd. Gates open at 6.30 for a little bit of drinking and a little bit of tailgating and maybe some cornhole playing and hanging out and storytelling and one-upping and all the good stuff like that and around... 8.15 or so, we'll start herding the cats over and make sure everybody's got their place on the lawn. Um, Ben is going to be the MC for the evening. Uh, He's threatening to uh, break out some of his stand-up routine to warm up the crowd. And uh, right about 8.30, we'll throw the switch and uh, enjoy... The film tour. Yeah, even invite your non-fishing friends. It's just going to be a good evening yeah. for a great cause. Yep. We're looking at the weather forecast. Oh, it's yeah. looking fantastic. Um, it's going to be probably mid mm-hmm. mid to low seventies there. Uh, just after you know the sun goes down, it'll be nice. Usually we have a wonderful breeze in the evening off of the ocean. So uh, come out and enjoy it. And I'll tell you what, um, I've been doing the film tour for a long time now. Um, yeah. Starting way back, um, the very first one that uh, they did, they had one stop in the whole state of Florida, 
and me and a couple of buddies drove all the way down to South Florida to go to it. And to date myself, the film that was my favorite at the very first one that I went to was Running Down the Man. Oh, you've showed that to me, and that is it is you know phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I had money, but uh, we hope you guys will join us. It's for a good cause. Uh, a little bit of the ticket cost goes back to the film tour itself. The balance of it it goes directly to Marine Discovery Center, so they can continue doing their good work supporting the researchers mm-hmm. that are trying to help find solutions to get the lagoon back to the way it used to be and uh, teaching the kids to be the next generation that, you know, helps continue that stewards, stewards of the lagoon. So uh, without further ado, we're going to uh, get up on out of here. And what was that? 78? Eight, 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 eight. That was it. See ya.